If you're ready to elevate your level of care and professional satisfaction, register today for the trusted DPC event that can help get you where you want to go. With three physician-led tracks focusing on starting a DPC practice, growing a DPC practice, and clinical expertise within a DPC practice, the Direct Primary Care Summit has content for anyone no matter where you are in your DPC journey. The DPC Summit is happening June 20th to 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Learn more and register today at dpcsummit.org. Direct Primary Care is an innovative alternative path to insurance-driven healthcare. Typically, patients pay their doctor a low monthly membership and, in return, build a lasting relationship with their doctor and have their doctor available at their fingertips. Direct primary care is the freedom to do the medicine I envisioned. Medicine that is simple, thorough, holistic, and personal. I am Dr. Neeti Kapoor of Devoted Family Practice, and this is my DPC story. I met Dr. Kapoor at the last Nuts and Bolts conference in November of 2019, before all of this pandemic business. She was walking around the different vendor tables, and I somehow got to chatting with her about the Butterfly IQ ultrasound. For those who might know me, it's easy to see how I could look like I'm a vendor for the device because I love using it so much, and I tend to get very excited when someone I meet is unfamiliar with the butterfly. So a little bit about Dr. Kapoor. She's a graduate of the University of Toronto, and then she went on to do research at SUNY in Buffalo, and then received her doctorate from Chicago Medical School, Rosalind Franklin University. She went on to train in residency at St. Joseph's Hospital in Chicago, and she recently moved to Fayetteville in 2013 and opened up her DPC doors within the last few months. So welcome, Dr. Kapoor. Thank you so much for taking another leap today as the very first interview for the podcast. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. So I wanted to get started with the, the key to pretty much everyone's story. How did you come to learn about DPC? So the interesting thing about that is, is that if I try and pinpoint a time where I can say, this is where I heard about DPC. I can't do that because somehow it uh, came into the picture uh, when the clinic I was at uh, in Fayetteville closed down and I really started to think about my next move. And I don't remember exactly how I heard about DPC, but at one point, I did start watching old conferences, the nuts and bolts, um, old recordings. And there was something about the content and the energy in those conferences that just got me so excited. It's awesome. And um, yeah, it was, it was just, um, it was something about that, that, that the energy in me changed and I started looking to find out more about this model. And uh, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And um, after a point, I just, I, I jumped in and it's been a great journey. 
That's that's fantastic and very inspiring, especially to those folks who are considering jumping into DPC. Um, I want to ask you, when did you open uh, exactly and how has it been going ever since you did open your DPC doors? So I opened about two months ago with telemedicine and really the idea was just to get the ball rolling, to get the idea of DPC and a new paradigm in medicine out into the community. And the reason I started with telemedicine is because I didn't have a brick and mortar clinic to actually move into. The place that I decided to lease needed a bit of an aesthetic gut, uh, which is what I wanted to do just to make it my own comfortable space. And while that was happening, I wanted to just do one-time telemedicine visits just to, number one, help out a lot of the folks who couldn't afford or couldn't get into or didn't want to go to a regular doctor for whatever reason because of the COVID pandemic. And so my rates were very low, uh, but it was just to really give a community service while I was set up my DPC. So about four weeks ago, um, I actually opened my, my clinic doors and although I'm still doing a lot of telemedicine, it's, uh, it's now a purely membership model. In the telemedicine one that I was doing, it was kind of one-time visits. Uh, but now I have a membership base that's being built up and people that are coming into the clinic and as well as people that are taking advantage of the telemedicine when and if we need to do that as well. That's, that's wonderful. For, for those of the listeners who are... Also, because of COVID or other reasons, doing telemedicine primarily, um, but who are looking for a location, can you tell us a little bit about your experience in looking and finding a location, looking for and finding a location? So in looking for a location, when I initially started, I was, I had a few things on my checklist. I didn't want it to be too far. I wanted it to uh, be in a safe, suitable area maybe where there were some other medical practices around. I know that I needed to have a low overhead. Um, and so all those things were kind of on my checklist. It was, um, it was a journey definitely because I've been looking for the past five months and I was frustrated at times thinking that I wouldn't find the place that was best for me. But with patience and with persistence, I found something that uh, is just a few minutes drive from my home and the rent is uh, extremely affordable. And so I don't have to lose sleep over paying the rent, even if I don't have a lot of memberships at the time. And uh, I was able to make the clinic my own um, with, you know, the money that I saved perhaps in, in a higher rent. So I think in that sense, this clinic is exactly what I wanted um, for a lot of different reasons, but it did take me a while to find what I was looking for. Niti, when you were making the transition to from having a telemedicine exclusive membership or pay-as-you-go type of service to also incorporating a brick and mortar. 
Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in looking for and finding a location? Sure. It, uh, it was a process. It took about five plus months. And the reason is because I didn't want to rush into a location that I would grow out of quickly. Um, I know some DPC physicians will start at a smaller place that they can lease and then hope to grow. But I wanted something that would grow with me in in the next few years and uh, give me that flexibility of having more space. So that was one. Two, I wanted something that was close to my house. This clinic for me in my mind is going to be like my second home. It's, it's a place that I knew I was going to make into a warm, welcoming space that wouldn't feel like a clinic for my patients. And I had the same feeling for myself. If it was going to be somewhere where I'm spending time at, I really wanted to make it comfortable for myself. Um, And for that, you know, the vicinity was important. I also wanted to have a space that believe it or not, my kids could also come to. Um, With this COVID pandemic, I didn't know if they were going to go back to school. I didn't know what the school year was going to look like or how it was going to change. And because I don't have full-time help with them at home, um, having a space for them at my clinic was important to me. Sure. So after a five-month search and going through a lot of frustrated moments where I I was doubting if I was going to find the right place. I I did find a place that fit me perfect. The other thing that is on probably or should be on every DPC docs checklist is keeping the overhead low. And the rent, as you know, is is a fixed um, cost that really needs to be kept low so that you don't lose sleep if if you don't have members initially. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was super important. Definitely. So I was fortunate to be able to do, uh, you know, to get all those things that I wanted. And, and I did a little aesthetic gut on the clinic because it was an older space, but it, it had the rooms that I wanted and I could make it into a space that was my own. And that was, clean and warm and welcoming to patients. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a huge believer in things happen for a reason. And so it sounds like, you know, you, you, you paid the price, you waited the five months, but in return, you got something that ticks off all of your boxes. So I'm, I'm really happy for you in that sense. So I love that your space is individualized, especially to the fact that you have two kids. So can you share with us how old are your kids And in terms of balancing being a mom and opening up your DPC, how is that working out for you? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your calls for more content have not fallen on deaf ears. I am so excited to announce the My DPC Story Patreon community. Delve into exclusive full-length interviews with pioneers like Dr. Niti Kapoor, our inaugural physician guest, 
and get further enlightening insights from our current season's doctors, starting with Dr. Harpreet Sui. Hear our guests share even more from their worst days to their best days and everything in between. Get access to this treasure trove of conversations and more by joining our My DPC Story community now. Check out the link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash my DPC story fan. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash my DPC story fan. That's a great question. And that was one of my concerns when I was contemplating the idea of DPC. I really thought that if I had my own clinic, uh, I wouldn't be able to spend as much time at home and I would be very preoccupied with trying to run my own clinic and my own business. But it's, I think it's, it can be the exact opposite. My children are uh, eight and 10. My daughter is 10. My son is eight. And I had my daughter when I was about a year out of residency. So after my first year as an attending. And uh, when my son was born two years after that, I did take off a few years to raise my kids. When I was contemplating DPC, uh, being in a two-physician household, and my husband is in a subspecialty, I knew that I would still want to be the primary caregiver for my kids. And although running a clinic is is going to be a priority having a family is is also just as important and being able to have time for them um, being able to see them and being able to have a flexible schedule so i can be available when i need to be available for them that that i knew was going to be on the forefront for me absolutely yeah when i went to the nuts and bolts conference i think there was one talk that was uh, an all-female panel and they talked about this exact thing running their DPC practices out of their house doing it part-time and arranging it so that they could still be there to care for their children and that I think is just the beauty of the model whether you're a parent or not whether you're a female or not I think the DPC model allows you and promotes having balance in your life and having the physician understand that they need to look after themselves so that they can look after their patients. And in a fee-for-service model where burnout is so common and we're hearing about it more and more, we need to realize that the providers also need time and they need to have balance so that they can continue to do what they do. Definitely. And I think that that's a huge pull for people who, especially in these pandemic times, are being treated as they never thought a a physician could be treated um, by corporations. And so in that sense, you know, you're, you're, you're taking a stand for your own health and your family's health and being able to be there for your kids as they grow up, which happens way too quickly. As a mom myself, I, I know that um, that is painfully true sometimes. I, I think that's wonderful that you've um, that you've you know been able to incorporate your family into your DPC plans. That's fantastic. Thank you.
I have become a huge fan of podcasts. Ever since Sarah Koenig hosted the first season of Serial, I was hooked. Now, creating this podcast has become part of my daily life. While it is an exciting new hobby, I also see it as a privilege that I get to interview so many DPC and direct care doctors. If you are interested in starting a podcast, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I want to shift uh, to your actual practice, um, specifically that you have a special interest in complete patient wellness and homeopathy. And I want to hear a little bit more about where this interest stemmed from and where were you able to get training for this? So if other people are interested, they can have a resource to uh, refer to? Yes, absolutely. So I was introduced to homeopathy actually at home by my grandfather who lived with us when when we were growing up. And um, he was a homeopath. And my parents were regular Western medicine doctors. So my father was a family practitioner and my mother an anesthesiologist. And I never really looked at homeopathy as a very legitimate form of medicine. I used to think that my grandfather was just trying to, you know, keep himself busy and just practicing what I thought was hocus pocus medicine, actually. Um, And really the legitimate medicine for me was Western medicine. Mm -hmm. So that's what I pursued. I'd never really learned anything more about homeopathy. I uh, did my medical training and I did my residency. However, once I started practicing within the first year, I quickly realized that I couldn't get patients healthy like I envisioned I would be able to. Mm -hmm. I would put them on a medication, and although I'd be able to control their symptoms, um, if they were on this medication for a long period of time, I knew it wouldn't cure them in the thought that, in the way that I thought I could cure them. And so it was that sort of, you know, dissatisfaction, I think, that made me search for something more. I say that, you know, in family practice, we see things that kind of make life miserable, but they don't really kill you, you know. Um, And sometimes I feel that Western medicine in those respects or in those instances falls short Mm -hmm. um, of true healing. And I found out that there was a course in Chicago, which is where I was at, Um, offered through the CDH, which is the Center for Education and Development of Homeopathy. And it's a course taught by physicians, for physicians. And I took this course and it was everything that I didn't know about homeopathy. It's scientific, it's based on pharmacology, 
you take a very thorough history and do a physical and you're able to come up with alternatives to sometimes areas that we lack in in Western medicine when it comes to treatment. After I started integrating homeopathy, I came to a point where I questioned um, what I was going to do because I felt like I was torn between my Western medicine training and homeopathy. And I felt at times that I would need to pick and choose mm-hmm. which medication to give. And so I, I really went through a phase of um, hardship in trying to figure this out. And slowly I realized that they actually are very synergistic. They work well together and they make up for areas where the other one is lacking. They also work on two different levels, which means that I often prescribe them both at the same time. And I tell patients, hey, you can start with this and add this, or you can start with the other and add this if in case you need it. So it's, it's been amazing with the healing and the amount of options that it gives my patients when Western medicine lacks in certain areas. Of course, there's areas that homeopathy lacks as well. And I think the, the practice and the art of the practice comes in when you can use both and use their strengths as well as understand where their weaknesses are when you're prescribing the medications. That is wonderful that you're able to find a place where you're able to use both types of medicine, Western, as well as homeopathic medicine um, together for your patients. I think that not only is your clinic personalized to what you need it to be, but also your practice is individualized. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. Have you been able to get out into your community since you've opened your doors or even your telemedicine doors to, to speak about DPC and how has that been perceived? It's, it's been great. I actually have gotten a few opportunities. Uh, the first opportunity I had was with uh, a radio station, and it was for a local church group. And I did get to speak with the pastor. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I've also spoken to a number of small businesses who have signed up their employees and their employees, some of them have not had regular medical care in decades. And I think it's very kind, it's very supportive of the employers to want to look after their employees in that way and realize that this is really a need that uh, can be filled in a very affordable way through DPC. Sure. I've recently also spoken to uh, the family medicine residents in, uh, at the hospital uh, in our town, and um, a lot of them are aware that DPC exists. I think the word is spreading. I think the interest is growing. And they are much more informed that I ever than I ever was during that phase in my career uh, about the other options, about the other practice options and models that exist in primary care. So I've gotten some opportunity and I think just looking to get more and continue to educate people because 
again, I'm, I'm the only practicing DPC in my town and making people understand that there's a different paradigm in medicine and why we're doing it is, is really important for them to know. Absolutely. And it's, it's a sign of the times, right? I didn't know about DPC until about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And there's people who are jumping into DPC a lot more frequently now out of residency than there were before, which is a fantastic, um, you know, hope for the future. You mentioned that you are the only DPC in your town. Uh, in terms of geographic location, how close is the nearest DPC to you? And how have you been able to network within your, within your area or your state? The closest DPC is in uh, Apex, and that's about an hour from me. Uh, and we do have some up in Raleigh as well. I'm about an hour and a half south of them. And they have been great in terms of support, in terms of answering questions that I have when I was setting up and I still have now. And I think um, it's, it's just, it's amazing how much people are willing just to open up their hearts and their clinics to a stranger who just wants to open another DPC practice and is struggling to figure out how to do it. So I'm really grateful with that support. And no matter who it is, I think just the DPC community continues to just give that support out. And that's what's fueling the movement. Yeah. I can't agree with you more. Uh, I, I absolutely find that when you start picking a DPC doctor's brain, um, the, the floodgates open and you could talk, you know, endlessly about DPC and how everyone is managing their their patients and their practices. So that's fantastic that you have had that experience. Uh, I want to ask you some rapid fire questions for myself. Uh, you know, you you already know very well that I'm, I'm in love with my butterfly ultrasound. But do you have any tech or tools that you personally use and or love that you'd like to share with the listeners? I hope to be as good as you are with the butterfly one day. Um, but um, I have to admit, I'm not as tech savvy, although I, I really strive to be. Although my favorite tool has to be, and I, I'm in no way, um, you know, uh, paid by these, these folks, but is my EMR, and they are Atlas MD. And I would have to say they're really kind of my my tech tool because my whole EMR is, is at my fingertips. Um, and if I'm that, that for me is like a one-stop shop, you know, I can, I can make patient appointments, obviously do my notes. I can put in my inventory. I can receive faxes. I can send out emails. I can do telemed calls. Um, I can put out prescriptions. And for me, it's, it really does everything. Uh, and for somebody who is concerned about having a number of different programs run and how to integrate those and how to learn those, this has really been a lifesaver for me. Uh, the fact that if a patient calls me and I'm out and about and I need access to their information or I need to make an appointment, I can, I can do that over my phone. 
it's, um, I think that that's just a great thing. Fantastic. Um, how about in terms of resources that you might recommend to others, you've mentioned already where you receive training for homeopathy, um, as well as, um, you just mentioned Atlas, uh, what other resources would you recommend to others? Well, I'll tell you, um, all the stuff that I'm going to say the majority of it is free, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is invaluable. So the conferences that are online, um, they just, they lit a fire in me that was, I couldn't put out. Um, The people, like I said, were brought across a message that resonated with what I was searching for. And I just never thought I could bring forth up to the surface. Um, the, the books, um, you know, Douglas Farago's book, uh, Direct Primary Care, I think in the first few paragraphs, I mean, I was, I was convinced that there's, there's another path for me. Um, you, I have to thank you and all, you know, the, the support group that, that, I met and made at the Nuts and Bolts conference last year. I mean, just having people to share the journey with you. I, I, I never thought there was, I never had a support group for, for anything. And I wasn't sure at how useful it would be. And I don't think we went to create one, but I think we formed one. And I'm so glad we did because when you go through the ups and downs, which you will go through, you will go through the downs. Um, sometimes more so in the beginning than you do kind of later on as things kind of stabilize out. But it's a really vulnerable time in our career and our lives because I, I, I didn't think I'd have to go through this. You know, 10 years out of residency, I thought I, I put in my blood and sweat and, uh, you know, I, I went through the, the stresses that I needed to go through. And once I was done, really you know, I, I wouldn't go through that again. But turning to DPC, I say, you know, really rocked my foundation um, of what I thought I would be doing in medicine. And I'm glad that foundation was rocked. But when it is rocked, you know, you need people around you to really help you build up that base again, where you feel confident and comfortable with the direction that you're going in. So for me, that was big. Um, and of course, the DPC Docs Facebook page, there's always information on there. And just even being a watchful bystander will give you so much information from the questions and the answers that people are posting. Absolutely. And touching on that, that, that place where people can get to where you're, you're exposed and you're feeling vulnerable if you don't have um, the same, you know, same old, same old job or the RVU generating job in front of you um, as your your only option. And when you're thinking about making such a, a dramatic change like opening a DPC, um, it, it, it can be quite unnerving. And I, I completely agree that that support is key in helping a person get confidence to open up their, their doors or their telemedicine doors. I want to ask, especially because now in pandemic times when we can't participate in conferences as easily in person, if you were uh, meeting someone at a conference and you were talking to someone who was right on that cliff of, of jumping off with regards to jumping into the DPC world, what would you tell that person who might just need that one little 
push, that one little bit of information to help them make the transition? I would tell them it's not as scary as you think. So I grew up in Canada where the healthcare system is very different. When I was in high school, um, I used to go to my father's family practice clinic and do his billing. And it was straightforward, you know, in Canada, everybody comes in with a health card with their name and their date of birth, which I put in and, and a health card number and uh, the charge and we submit their billing and, and the payout comes. So my thought was when I came to the U.S. and the whole system was, was very different and insurances and payouts were, were really complex, I just never thought I could open my own clinic here. Um, I thought, number one, my overhead to start a clinic and to run a clinic would be beyond my capacity. I thought the complexities of it would be beyond my comprehension and management. And so I really just put aside. DPC makes that very doable because you're back to simplified medicine. You're back to a medicine where you're focusing in on the doctor-patient relationship and everything else becomes simplified and secondary. And in this model, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. You don't have to set up... Um, a large clinic. It's whatever you want it to be. And that's the beauty about DPC clinics is every clinic is unique. Some operate out of their home, some out of their basement, some out of one room, some out of five rooms, some out of, you know, the bottom of a building floor. I mean, uh, it's whatever you want it to be. But really, when the docs say that you just really need you and the patient and your stethoscope, that is really true. It's it's back to good old medicine and just exactly that. Beautiful. Niti, what is the best way for others to reach out to you, especially if they feel a connection and they want to ask you some more questions? Absolutely. Well, you can um, go to my website. It's www.devotedcaremd.com. And there is contact information uh, to reach me at my clinic. And if you call, I will be sure to uh, return your call and help you in any way I can. Perfect. Thank you so much, Niti, for joining us today. Dr. Niti Kapoor, everybody. Nothing but the best of luck as you blossom in your DPC. Next week, look forward to hearing from Dr. Paul Thomas of Plum Health Direct Primary Care. Until then, this is Marielle Conception. For more information on this episode and much more, please visit mydpcstory.wixsite.com forward slash my site. That's mydpcstory.wixsite.com forward slash m-y-s-i-t-e.